Hey, hey, sisters, and welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today we are talking about mom guilt. What is mom guilt? I'm sure you've felt it, but have you ever really been able to describe it? Today we are digging into what mom guilt is, but not just that. We're talking about how to focus on what matters and create life balance. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you will find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. All right, we are talking all about mom guilt today, but... You know me, I don't like to just stay stuck in anything. So of course, we're not just going to talk about mom guilt. We're going to talk about how to overcome it, how to get out of it, how to focus on your priorities and create life balance from what matters most to you. And mamas, I know that your kids matter. My kids matter. But I also don't believe that it's biblical for us to place them first, right? There is God. He is first Anything that we're placing before him is an idol. So let's not idolize our kids, right? Let's keep God first. And then it's our spouse, right? When our kids are grown and gone, they are supposed to leave their mother and father and cleave to their spouse and become one flesh. They're not going to stay with us forever. So we need to remember that we are to be cleaving to our other flesh, which is our spouse, right? And then our kids come next. And so when I think of mom guilt, you know, for myself, I feel like I've experienced this a few different times in life. And for me, mom guilt, I experience it the most when I'm trying to multitask and I become frustrated at my kids for just being kids, you know, for being age appropriate, for being who they are, for for having needs, right? That's when I experience mom guilt, when my focus is divided. And I've experienced this, like I said, uh, uh, quite a few different times in life. But I want to go to this definition of what mom guilt is. According to betterup.com, mom guilt is the feeling or worry that you should be doing more or that you're not a good enough mom. Mom guilt can spring up out of comparison, the feelings of inadequacy that creep in when you see other moms doing crafts with their kids while yours are glued to the iPad. That is all from betterup.com. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, that's another 
place that I have felt mom guilt is when, uh, you know, my son just recently, we were out to dinner at a restaurant and my youngest, it was getting fairly close to bedtime. He had already eaten basically before we had left. He was hungry before we all left to eat and he was acting up at the restaurant. So he had a little bit while we were all really waiting for our food to come. He had some you know, rice or whatever as an appetizer. So by the time our food came and we were all sitting there eating, he was like done. He's like cranky, ready to go. He's just over one years old. He wants to explore the world and not sit still. And the one thing that I have found that keeps him like minorly satiated, if you will, um, is Paw Patrol. His big brother got him hooked on it. So I put on Paw Patrol on YouTube on my phone and I I put on the guided access and I prepped up my phone and he was like holding my phone and watching it. And I was just sitting there thinking like, here I am, the mom that's just like putting the, the, you know, screen in her kid's face to get him to be quiet. But you know, there's a time and place. Like my kids don't live on the iPad, but that was a feeling of mom guilt. Another way that I have seen this show up lately, um, slightly, but right. I've, I've managed it very well is this whole elf on a shelf, mench on a bench, like, uh, shepherd, uh, what's the, the seeking shepherd or something like that. Anyways, all these things I shared in the Mom Life Balance Facebook group, all of these really cute ideas. It was like 600 and something photos that somebody put together in a compilation and shared on social media um, of the elf on a shelf and like, you know, different fun things you can do with them. And I'm like, I do not even understand how moms have the capacity for this because I do not. But here's the deal. It, it comes down to your priorities, right? I'm not necessarily feeling mom guilt over that because other moms are doing it and I'm not. Like for one, I don't really know that it fits my family's values. It's not really relevant to the season of life that we're in and it's not a priority of mine. Like I have a lot of other things going on. I have a lot of other things that are my focus. I have other things that are my focus areas and other responsibilities and other things that God has me pursuing that that is just not a focus of mine right now. And that's okay. I don't have to go around feeling mom guilt about it, right? But here are a few places where I commonly see mom guilt coming from or showing up. Number one is having a split focus or multitasking. Like I said, in the beginning, whenever I'm like trying to send out an email or, or let me just post this on social media, or I'm I'm trying to call to schedule an appointment or something. And that's when my kids are coming to me needing something. It's that multitasking or my, my focus trying to split that creates the, the chaos in me. Right. But then it creates the mom guilt because then I'm not giving them the time and attention that they want, but I also can sometimes bring up even more mom guilt by the way that I react in those situations. Number two is comparison. It's looking at others trying to measure our uniqueness and our kids' uniqueness and the uniqueness of our relationship with other people's kids or their picture perfect versions that they're putting out on social media. It's just silly when you really, really think about it in the way that I just described it. But comparison is a big way where I can see mom guilt showing up a lot of the time. 
Number three is assigning ourselves expectations that aren't for us or that are outside of our capacity. This is very similar to like the elf on a shelf example that I just shared. Like, I don't need to carry around that expectation or that guilt that I'm not a good enough mom because I don't do this thing that was just invented out of nowhere a few years ago, right? Maybe it was more than a few years ago, but you get the gist of it. And number four is not living in integrity with what you know matters most or, or just what matters most to us, right? And so this is really what I want to take some time diving into today, but I think the biggest reason why is because when we're not living according to what matters most to us, it's what causes all of these other things to seep in, right? It causes us to try and multitask. It causes us to look and compare ourselves to others and then assign expectations to ourselves, right? All the, it's like the, the chicken comes before the egg kind of a thing. When we're not living in integrity with what matters most to us, when we don't have our values and priorities like written down in our focus and we're not scheduling our lives according to them and we're not keeping boundaries around them, it's what allows all of this other stuff to like filter and ooze in because we lose focus. Because we're like, oh, suddenly I'm going to pick up this shiny object that so-and-so is doing and that becomes my priority now. When really, it's not something that is a priority of ours. It's not even a value of ours, but it just looks nice, right? So what do we do about it? What do we do about mom guilt when it shows up? Number one is to stop trying to multitask, right? If that's one of the number one ways that, that we're seeing this show up in our lives, then, then stop trying to do it. Literally all it does is create stress and frustration and overwhelm and chaos in our lives. And, um, in episode 126, it's six scripture verses for the multi-passionate and multitasking moms. I share a little bit about this, just the word multi, right? We're, We're not meant to do multi. That's living out of peace, that's living out of wholeness and shalom and clarity and and peace, right? Number two thing we can stop or we can do about it is to keep things where they belong. And this is the big one that I really want to dive into today because we have the opportunity to create a schedule that includes all of our priorities and our responsibilities so that we know the time that we have or need for everything on our list, right? It's, it's a way that we are able to create peace in our lives where we're able to show up fully present in each area of our lives, including the time with our kids. And when we're able to show up fully present and intentional with our kids, that's the number one way that we can eliminate mom guilt in our lives because we know we're showing up. We know we're pouring into them. We know we're there. We're present. We're focused on them. We're giving them our all in that moment. And it's, it's truly a beautiful thing that happens in our kids and, and in our relationship with our kids when we're able to have that space. And so I want to give you a quick flyover on how to go about creating this schedule to create this balance in your life and eliminate this mom guilt. And so there's a couple of steps, quite a few actually. And so I want you to be patient with me, pause, 
rewind, listen to this again, take notes, whatever you need so that you have them. But I want to let you know that if all of these are like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. As you're listening to them, then, then this isn't, I don't want to say that this framework, this, what I'm going over, isn't going to work for you. It's one of those things where if you would have done it by yourself by now, then you would have done it. If this is new information for you and you're like, okay, that sounds great. Let me sit down and do this. Then great. Walk through it. But if you find yourself in that situation where you're not finding a way to yes on your own, then sister, join us in the fresh start simplify your life and schedule course. We have a live cohort starting January 22nd. I would love, love, love to see you in there. There's so much goodness. And at the end of it, you walk out of it with this schedule that includes all of your priorities, all of your responsibilities, rest, self-care, non-negotiables. We go over cycle syncing. We go over time management. We create a hybrid schedule that's digital and a printed planner. It is like goodness galore in terms of simplifying your life and schedule. Okay. So we're going to do this flyover, but don't allow it to overwhelm you. It's actually very simple. Maybe you just need to walk through it with an advisor or with a group of people with very clear instructions on how to do each and every step in a specified period of time, which is six weeks is what the fresh start is created to go over. So number one is write out what matters to you in the season of life and why the critical component here is to write out why it's, it's one of the things I see people skip over all the time. Like what matters to you in this season of life is step like one and two right? Because you're talking about your values, but you're talking about your values in this season of life, which kind of is more so your priorities, but why do they matter? And I want you to go deep on your why, like why do they matter? Because when you get to a place deep inside of you of why that matters, you are naturally going to show up differently like it matters. You know what I'm saying? You have a vision, you have a purpose, you're driven towards that. Number two is write out a list, essentially brain dump out all of your responsibilities. Bonus points if you write down how long that they take and an idea of when you typically do them. Number three is to create an ideal schedule. And this isn't necessarily practical or realistic, but it's more like your Walgreens slogan schedule at the corner of happy and healthy. This is what my life would look like, right? Because if we don't have a desire, a vision of where we're trying to go, right? Of what would be great. We're just going to continue living in the mundane, essentially. Number four is to track your time and know where you're spending it. This is actually number one. (laughs) How I usually recommend and teach is that tracking your time is the first step, but I know how many of y'all are very resistant to tracking your time. So I thought this would be a great place to put it in this podcast episode because you just went through your list of responsibilities, how long they take and when you typically do them. And you might be like, 
but wait, I don't know. So this is where tracking your time comes in really handy because it tells you how long that they take and when you typically do them, right? It's like the, the catch all, uh, over here. Number five is to gather all of this data then, and to draft your, your number one draft of your schedule, right? Right here in this portion, in this like step five, if you will, my time blocking method works really well. And so I encourage you to go listen to episode 186. It's two secrets to make your time blocks work. And, um, I think really when you create this schedule, this first draft, it's more about creating rhythms and routines over scheduling out each hour of your day. So keep that in mind when you're creating this schedule with all of this data that you've just gathered, that it's not about 9am to 10am, we're doing this 10am to 11am, we're doing this 11am to noon, we're doing that, you know, um, try to be more flexible and more fluid with the way that you establish your time blocks. So you can create rhythms and routines that just end up in the end becoming a natural way that you show up and do things. Okay. And then number six is exercising boundaries around your time commitments to yourself and around your priorities. This is huge and it's critical. So many of us will create the schedule, but then we don't, we just like, okay, close the planner and walk away. That's not helpful, right? This is why planners typically don't work with for people because you don't keep it in front of you and you're dictating every hour of your day. And then you don't look back at it. You don't have any boundaries around it. And so I want to encourage you to really lean into holding firm boundaries around your time. So let's say you have one hour blocked out to do something for um, your home or your business or um, your mission or something of that nature, right? And your kids want you within that hour. Hold boundaries around that. Let them know they can wait for X amount of time. And this is obviously for, for some of you are hearing this and you're like, there ain't no way my kids are going to wait, right? You know, your kids, this is a whole other, a whole other episode here. I, I think I've recorded one, uh, in the past about, but it's not coming to the top of my head, but okay. So mamas, you know, your kids, right? You know what their needs are. And I'm confident that you know how to meet their needs. So maybe it looks like shifting things around in your schedule. So you're able to meet your kids needs before going into this hour. Maybe it means you're going to fill their cup before you step away. Maybe it means you are going to give them their hour of screen time while you step away. Maybe it means you're going to set up that, that snack accessible snack area for them before you step away. Maybe your, your kiddo is very little and still taking naps. And so you have that hour during the nap time. There's a lot of ways to yes. And so for those of you who might be hearing this and instantly like tossing it out and discarding it, like there ain't no way my kid's going to give me this time. Like let's, let's empower ourselves and find a way to yes, 
right? Because there is a way and you know your kids and you know how to find a way. Let's not fall victim to our circumstances and whatever else, right? That was like a little side tangent, but um, I want to encourage and empower you that time spent effectively in your housework or your business or your self-care can pay dividends when it comes to time spent intentionally with your kids or your spouse, right? Like having everything with its own place for it to be and showing up fully present in each of those is so, so good. And it fills you up and it changes your life. Okay. And then let's see, what step are we on? Seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Step seven is to live it, live this schedule for a week and then evaluate how it's going. You can even evaluate each day and like circle the things that aren't working, you know, to come back to and evaluate at the end of the week, what needs to pivot or shift and what might need some mindset work so you can show up and do it right. Sometimes that mindset work is around the boundaries. Sometimes it's around parenting. Sometimes it's around yourself and your own expectations, right? Sometimes things need to pivot or shift because they're just not in the right place or we're putting too many expectations on ourselves. There's a lot of things that could uh, shift around in this area. And then I want to share with you guys that that was like a major, that was step two. That was like, um, I guess what to do about it. Tip number two is, is to keep things where they belong and create the schedule, right? Number one was stop multitasking. Number two, keep things where they belong and create a schedule that includes all of your priorities and responsibilities. Um, number three tip is to involve and incorporate your kids where you can like cleaning chores, different things like that. Um, you can complete tasks that require your mental focus, like quiet time with God, business things, phone calls, whatever, and a time where your kids won't be vying for your attention, right? So do it in the morning before they get up on nap times when they're having their quiet time or their TV time, fill their cup before you go into them, right? Some of those tips that I had just talked about. And then again, exercise firm boundaries around those times. And then a tip number four is if you still can't honor the time or um, keep things in their right place or stop multitasking, if you're still living as like a slave to the to-do list and finding yourself in this pattern of mom guilt all the time, then one, I think it's really important to ask whether you should really be doing it. Like, has God called you to do this thing? Has he ordained you to do this thing or what, what is the, the deep seated why, why you're pursuing it? If it keeps bringing you to a season of mom guilt, right? Or if you still can't find a way to yes in this, then sister, I encourage you to join us in the fresh start so you can figure out this schedule and overcome this mom guilt and this constant tug in all the different directions of life with a trusted friend that knows what's up. So the fresh start 
is a course to simplify your life and schedule. We are going into a live cohort in January, starting January 23rd, where we are going over scheduling time management from a place of awareness and incorporating rest. That is what the start stands for. The T at the end is just an arrow projecting you into the season to come. And in this instance, into 2024, there are practical and tactical steps for you to take to create a schedule that actually works for you and your family from a place of peace, helping you show up from the core of who you are and who God is calling you to be in this season of life. But in a way that helps you show up fully present in each area of life that truly, truly matters to you. There's so much goodness in this course and in this program. And so mamas, if you are one of the ones that is consistently finding yourself in this state of mom guilt, I want to encourage and empower you to truly Focus on what matters most. Go back and listen to step two or um, tip number two in this and write it all out. Write out what matters most to you so that you can create this life balance because mamas, it is possible for you. I know it because I've lived it and I have walked numerous clients through it. I believe in you and I am here for you. God bless sisters. If you have a friend or sister in Christ that is struggling with mom guilt, would you please share this episode with her? Also, one of the things that I love so much is to read reviews from mamas just like you who have been blessed by this podcast. So if you haven't already, scroll down, leave a review. I love to read every single one of them and they just warm my heart with so much joy. 